Today's daf is daf Samach Zayin. We left off on daf Samach Vav and Beis. We are at the Mishnah. So it says the Mishnah. So now from here on in, the rest of the Masechta is pretty much until we get to the Yichud Sugyas, which at, which is at the very end of the Masechta. The rest of the Masechta is about Yichus. So we're starting issues of Yichus, meaning who can marry who, who's not allowed to marry who, when is a child considered a uh, uh, different status of Yichus, whether it be a Kanani, whether it be a uh, Mitzri, a Domi, all these different, all these different things. Moms are nas and all these different uh, issues of Yichus. So says the Mishnah. Mishnah is going to give us a number of rules. I believe it's four rules. Whenever the marriage is okay, and meaning it's a valid kiddushin, and there's no iser in the marriage, it's perfectly fine for these two people to marry each other. So the rule is the yichus of the child goes after the father. The child is going to follow the the father's yichus. Um, what are examples of this? So normal Zuko Hennes Levi of Israelis Shenasu the Kohen Levi of Israel a regular Kohen Levi Israel marries a regular Bas Kohen Bas Levi Bas Israel that's going to be a regular case of people who are allowed to marry each other and the child follows Yichus of the father father's a Kohen child's a Kohen father's a Levi child's a Levi father's Israel child is Israel obviously that's the Gabe Yichus there are certain halachos where it matters that the child is the 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 child of a Bas Levi, or the child is uh, the uh, uh, the child of a Bas Kohen, for instance. Well, I don't know if there are any others, but uh, one 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 issue is certainly Pidina Ben. Uh, but regarding Yichus, certainly if the child's father is a Yisrael, the child's a Yisrael, etc. Now, what is the definition of the term Ein Avera? That someone they get married, there's no Isser in the marriage. So Pashta says that there's perfectly fine for them to get married. But what if it's Asr Midrabanan for them to get married? It's Mutter Midaraisa Bras Midrabanan. Do we still follow this rule that the child follows the father in terms of yichus. So this seems to be Machlokas Rishonim. Rashi seems to hint to uh, to his sheet over here. If you look at Rashi, says Rashi that there is Tfisas Kiddushin, he's just translating the term Yesh Kiddushin, and now that there's no Avera in this marriage, meaning that the Torah doesn't answer this woman on him. So it sounds that the issue is the Torah, that it's an, only if it's Asr Min Torah, it would be called Avera. Ein Avera means there's no Isr Torah. Sounds like if it's an Isr Mid Rabbanon, <laughs> it would still fit into this first category. Not everyone agrees to this. The Makna writes that even if it's Asr Mid Rabbanon, that's called Yesh Avera, that's not called Ein Avera. And he's going to bring a Raya from later on in the Mishnah, uh, which we'll see, because the Mishnah, in the case of, of, of Yesh Avera, the Mishnah is going to give an example of a Grusha V'chalutza L'Kohen. Now, Grusha L'Kohen is certainly Nisad Araisa. Chalutza L'Kohen is only Midrabanan. So if Chalutza L'Kohen is mentioned, so that seems to be the Raya to the Makna, if that's mentioned in the category of something that's Yesh Avera. Whereas Rashi might have to say, ah, when it says Grusha V'chalutza, we always just throw in Grusha V'chalutza. I believe Rishonim say that in other places in Shas. Not every time we say Grusha V'chalutza do we mean both Grusha and Chalutza. We just throw them together because the two often go together. So that's how Rashi would have to deal with the, uh, the, the mentioning of Grusha and Chalutza together over here. So again, rule number one, regular marriage, it's absolutely mutter between uh, two people. Um, and the, the child is going to follow the Yichus of the father. Rule number two, what if the marriage is binding as a valid marriage, but there's an iser in the marriage? Then the yichus of the child is after the pagum, the one that's uh, the problem. 
when that's the problem in the marriage. Ve'izazu, what's an example of uh, of an iser in the marriage, but the marriage is a valid kiddushin and the child following the pogum. So it gives a, the Mishnah gives a number of examples. Zolman al kohen gadol, and almana marries a kohen gadol, the child's going to be a chalal, right? So it follows the pagam. Grusha b'chulutz al kohen hediot, also. Mamzeres in Nesina Yisrael. A mamzeres in Nesina marries Yisrael. A child takes on the status of mamzeres, or of mamzer, if he's a boy, or uh, or nasin. Bas Yisrael, the mamzer nasin. Similarly, if it's, uh, his mother's a bas Yisrael, and it's fine, and his father's a mamzer or nasin, so he takes on the status of the father. Whichever side is the pagum side, that's the side he takes on the status of. The Rashash points out over here that the Lashon doesn't seem to be so maduyah, because we say he's the Vlad is holech achara pagum, that the problematic one is the one that the child follows after. That works very well in the case of Mamzeres and Nesin Yisrael or Bas Yisrael and Mamzer Nasin. There's one side you could definitively point to as the problematic side. In Alman al Gadol, there's no problem. The Kohen Gadol, certainly, there's no problem with him. An Almana, because her husband died, her first husband died, and you say there's a problem with her? There's no problem with her. There's just an Isser for an Almana to marry Kohen Gadol. There's a problem with the union. There's no side that is a problem. So it's a little bit not Meduyuk that it says that the Vlad is Halech Achar Pagum. It's really that the Vlad, um, the, the result of an Asr marriage is that the child is going to have some sort of pagam in him. But it's not that there is a side that is pagam. So it's a, a little bit, uh, a little bit not, not meduyak. It's uh, just thrown in altogether. But anyway, that's, the, uh, that, that's, that's what the, the Mishnah means to say. So again, rule number two is, whenever the marriage is be'iser, but the kiddushin is binding, so that's going to, the child is going to follow the negative side. The, child, the child's yichus is going to go after the side that's more problematic. Um, the Or Shulchan discusses in Eben Ezer, why it is that uh, the Rabbanan didn't just say Afkin Rabbanan meaning you're a Grusha, you're marrying a Kohen, so obviously that's bad. So we know that Rabbanan throughout Shas, in many cases, say Afkin Rabbanan Kedushimine. Why don't they just uproot the Kedushin? Shouldn't they uh, use the license to uproot the Kedushin? So he's Mechadesh that they only uproot the Kedushin when the Iker Kedushin was Kasher. When the kiddushin was kosher, and then there was a problem, then there was some some type of get, and there was a problem with the get, and the get isn't really kosher. And at the right <coughs> level, the rabbanon make the get a kosher get. So that's uh, it's it's really somewhat of an incomplete analysis because uh, Rasham writes in Shuvas, and you, you find in in Rishonim even that there are two types of afkinu throughout Shas. Sometimes it's when the kiddushin was absolutely perfect, and there's a srach gita. There was some type of get that was in play. Other times, though, it's when there's no get, but there was a fundamental problem with the Kiddushin. But the fundamental problem we talk about with the Kiddushin was not that there was a uh, Isser in the Kiddushin, it's that there was something inappropriate with the Kiddushin. For instance, Toliyu Avakadish, a guy forces a woman into accepting Kiddushin. He hangs her up on a tree and says, a uh, very romantic guy, hangs her up on a tree and says, I'm not letting you down until you accept Kiddushin from me. So the Gemara says, Hu He did something that's not right, so we do with him something that's not right and we take away his Kiddushin. Now over there, you're not going to say that it was a perfectly valid Kiddushin and there was uh, and, and, and it was a get issue. No, over there it's the Iker Kiddushin that was problematic, but it wasn't a Kiddushin Iser. It was a Kiddushin that was uh, perfectly kosher. It's just that we don't like the tactics that were used. So when do we say Afke Inu? Only by a Kiddushin that's 100% kosher, even, but, but we have issues either with the uh, wanting to make a get work or with uh, the tactics that were used for the Kiddushin. 
when the Kiddushin was the Kiddushin Iser, so you don't get into the Parsha of Kaldim Mekadesh Adaita Dirabanan Mekadesh, because the whole idea of Kaldim Mekadesh Adaita Dirabanan Mekadesh is, means that you did the Kiddushin Adaita Dirabanan, you did the Kiddushin Kedas Moshe Yisrael, the Iker Kiddushin was done, Shalom Kedas Moshe Yisrael, so then the Rabbanan don't even start with the uh, with Afkin Rabbanan the Kiddushin Minei, because you obviously weren't consulting the Rabbanan in your, uh, your original marriage. Okay, says the Mishnah, rule number three, Anyone that uh, you are, don't have Tvisa's Kiddushin with, but someone else would have Tvisa's Kiddushin with, if you marry that woman, or you try to marry that woman, and you have a child with that woman, the Vlad is going to be a mamzer. The child is going to be a mamzer. What's an example of this rule? A guy marries his sister, something like that. Goes, he's Boel, one of the Arayos. So the child from one of the Arayos is going to be a mamzer. Obviously, you're not married to one of the Arayos. So there's no Tfisus Kiddushin on one of the Arayos. Rule number four. Anyone who there's no Tfisus Kiddushin with whatsoever, for anybody... Havlad Kamosa. Then the child is going to be like the mother. Veza is Vlad Shivcha Venachris. That's the Vlad of a Shivcha Nenachris. Right? If a Shivcha or Nenachris marries a, a Jewish man, has a child with a Jewish man, so there's no Kiddush in there, the child though, is going to be an Eved or a guy is going to follow the, uh, the mother's side of the family. Okay. Uh, so those are the four rules of the Mishnah. Says the, says the Gemara. Um, wherever there, the first rule of the Mishnah, wherever there is Kiddushin and there's no Avera in the Kiddushin, we said you follow the father. Is that true always, that whenever there is Kiddushin and there's no Avera in the Kiddushin, you always follow the father? Is that really so? I'll give you an example where it's not so. Mamzeres, a case of a Ger who marries a Mamzeres, that's allowed. A Ger is allowed to marry a Mamzeres. There's no Isser in the Kiddushin. What's the child going to be? The child's going to be a Mamzer. Right? The child follows the Pagum side. The child's going to be a Mamzer. Not going to be a Ger. I, I thought you always follow the Zachar. How do I know the child's going to be a Mamzer? At the time you have a price that says Beferish. Ger Shenasa Mamzeres. Havlad Mamzer Divir Rabbi that the Vlad is going to be a Mamzer according to Rabbi Yossi. So why doesn't this go against the first rule of, a Mishnah, of our Mishnah? Rule number one of our Mishnah seems against this Brisa. So says the Gemara, Amar Lei, we're going to have two answers to this question, but uh, one is going to, we're going to have to wait a while for it. First answer is, Amar Lei, Rabbi No, who's the one that holds when a Ger marries a Mamzer as the child's a Mamzer? That's Rabbi Yossi. Who told you our mission is going like Rabbi Yossi? Masis and Rabbi Yehudahi. Maybe our mission is going like Rabbi Yehuda. Da Amar Ger lo yisam amzeres v'yesh kiddushin v'yesh avera vlad halicha charpagum. Maybe we're assuming like Rabbi Yehuda that a ger is not allowed to marry mamzeres. Meaning the fact that the child is going to be a mamzer maybe is an indication of the fact that there is some sort of iser in the marriage. Maybe a ger is not allowed to marry mamzeres. And in which case, that halacha, the ger marrying mamzeres and child being a mamzer, doesn't fit into rule number one of the Mishnah, where the Kiddushin is allowed and the child follows, and, and, and the Kiddushin stops and it's allowed, and the child follows the father. Rather, it fits into rule number two of the Mishnah, the, the rule that whenever there is Kiddushin, but there's an Isser in the Kiddushin, the child follows the Pagum side. Because the Ger marrying Imam Zeres and Rabbi Yudah's view is Aser. So it would fit into, uh, it would fit into that side of the, uh, of the Mishnah. The, I believe the Sharmatsyan Balach of here quotes the Shara Melech, who's not sure in the following case. What if you have a Yavam that's Miyabe Imam Zeres? Right? His uh, brother was married to Imam Zeres, and he does Yibum 
on a mamzeres. So now it's usher for him to do yibum on a mamzeres, right? But the uh, but he has a mitzvah to say of yibum. So I say do say. So technically, on a derisa level, he should be allowed to be miyabim the mamzeres. So over there, it's yesh kiddushin. Meaning, even Rabbi Yehuda, right? Rabbi Yehuda said that a ger marrying Mamzeris is, is, yesh, is yesh Avera. It's us, it's, it's category two. But over here, it's category one, right? There's Because there's no Avera in, uh, in the Yavam marry in the Yavam doing Yibum on the Mamzeris, because I say Dochalos, I say, at least on the Biarishona, I say Dochalos, I say. What about the child of that Biarishona? From the, the Biarishnia might be us, but the Biarishona, at least in the Mitzvah's Yibum. So what about the child? Of that uh, of that Rishona with the Yavam and the uh, the Mamzeris, so Sharmel says Lchora, it should fit into category one of the Mishnah, and everything category one of the Mishnah we would say Havlat Holechachar Hazachar, not the Pagum. So you could have actually the child of a Mamzeris who's not a Mamzer. Unbelievable, right? If it's a result of uh, of, of Yibum. So anyway, that so. But the point is, uh, the case of a ger marrying a mamzeris, we said, really belongs in category two in the Mishnah. So frankly, Gemara, okay, if it really belongs in category two of the Mishnah, Vinisnia, why isn't it mentioned in category two of the Mishnah? It belongs there, so mention it there. So Tana Kolmakam to Sefer Lasuye. Sentences of Gemara. Well, that's when the when when in category number two, we don't just say the uh, the halacha. We say kol makom. We say any time that there's kiddushin and avera, we follow the pagum. So the word kol makom is an expansive term. So whenever we have the words kol makom, we're going to try to show that kol makom comes to include some other unmentioned case. So that's the case in the in in category two of the Mishnah that's not mentioned but is referred to with the words kol makom. Fine. The Ibayasema or another answer to what question? The answer of why Ger who marries Mamzeres um, is is not against the rule of category one of the Mishnah. Again, the rule of category one was that if there's no Avera and there is Kiddushin, you should follow the father. Ger marries Mamzeres, Charles Mamzeres, and the Gemara again assumed that there's no Avera. So answer number one was we're going like Rabbi Yehuda that there is an Avera. Answer number two, no, we're going like Rabbi Yossi that there is no Avera for a Ger to marry Mamzeres. And in the Reisha, when we say Ezuzu, right, the Reisha, what, what each, each line of the Mishnah says, Kal Makom, and then Ezuzu, right? Each of the first two things, we have Kal Makom, that this rule, that, that, that this uh, happens, the rule is as follows, and Ezuzu, what is an example of this? Now, Kal Makom is an expansive term, it comes to be uh, Merabah, comes to, comes to be Marba, comes to include. Ezuzu is a miut. it always comes to exclude. So you say, okay, so it, it, just like, according to Rabbi Yehuda, you wanted to say Ger Marius Mamzeres is included in the Kal Makom of Category 2, we could say that according to Rabbi Yossi, Ger Marius Mamzeres is excluded in the Ezuzu of Category Number 1, meaning Enochinami. It should fit Category Number 1, it goes against the rule of Category Number 1, that's the case, that should fit but goes against, and is therefore excluded by Ezuzu. So Fractal Gemara again, Viter, Vezuzu Vesulo. Do you mean to tell me that's the only exception to category one? There's no other case where you're allowed to get married and the Kiddushin is Tovsin, where the child's not going to follow the father in terms of Yichus? I'll give you another case. What about a Chalal marries a Bas Yisrael? The Yesh Kiddushin ve'ein Avera. A Chalal marries a Bas Yisrael, there's Kiddushin Tovsin, there's no Isser whatsoever for a Chalal to marry a Bas Yisrael and Havlat Holechachar Zachar. And the child follows the Zachar, the child's going to follow the father, the child's going to be a, a chalal. So, um, so don't you see 
that that uh, that that that's the case of Yesh Kedushin Ein Avera and and Vlad Halichachar Zachar. So uh, so so uh, so meaning again, the 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 point is that these are that that we don't only the the examples given in the Mishnah aren't the only examples. Meaning I may have said it wrong before that the examples given in the Mishnah aren't the only examples. There are other examples that should fit category number one that aren't mentioned directly and explicitly in the Mishnah. So answers Gemara no hello Kasha Ben He assumes like Rabbi Dusay Ben Rabbi Yehuda. What did Rabbi Dusay Ben Rabbi Yehuda say? So we have this already. Who holds that Penosi Shol are mikvatara lechalalim? He holds that Taka the child is kasher lakuna. That the child, if they have a baby girl, the girl is going to be kasher lakuna. She's not going to be a chalala. That uh, that when when a chalal marries a bas yisrael, so uh, the mother is going to be metaher the zera, and it's going to be perfectly fine. And that's why it's. Um, it doesn't fit category number one because uh, it's a, that's why it's not mentioned in the Mishnah because it's uh, it uh, doesn't exactly follow the rule that you go with the zakhar. It, uh, it 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 would actually follow the mother that the child is 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 kosher to the kahuna. Um, now the what, again the Gemara assumed in the kasha that the uh, when the chalal marries the bas Yisrael, the child that they have is going to be uh, is going to be a chalal or a chalala, right? So frekt tosos. Is that a raya that the child is following the zachar? Just because the father's a chalal, the mother was was not a chalala. Fractosos, no. The reason, maybe the reason why the child is a chalal was because once the chalal marries a bas yisrael, he turned that bas yisrael into a chalala. So now both of the parents are chalalim, right? Meaning, is it doesn't isn't that the way it works? That the chalal marries the if you don't assume that a bas yisrael is a mikvatara the chalalim, if you don't assume that she 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 overpowers his chalalus. So doesn't he overpower her? And doesn't he make her a chalala? In which case, the child being a chalala is not a result of the father. The child being a chalala is a result of both parents. The father started it. He was the chalala first. But he made the mother a chalala. And that's why the child's a chalala. Fractoso, svim tomar, my parach mada ben pasal, lav mishum dazlinam basra zachar luchudei. It's not because you're going basra the zachar. El mishum din the keva puguma. Shehi imo, shazachar postal bibiaso. The Zachar passes her with his Bia, makes her into a Chalala. Now, parenthetically, it should be mentioned that according to the Rambam, it doesn't make her a Chalala, it makes her a Zona. The Rambam writes that when the Chalal marries a Bas Yisrael, the psul that she's going to have, the Kahuna, that the wife is going to have, the Kahuna, is not Midin Chalalas, it's Midin Zona. In which case, you can understand very well, Tosas Kasha is not a Kasha, right? Because then you know that the child's Chalalas comes from the father, it's not coming from the mother. But Tosos saying according to the, what he what he assumes, that the child that the mother becomes a chalala when she marries the father who's a chalal. So Tos asks, that's where the chalalas of the child comes from. It's not from the father, maybe it's from the mother also. So says Tos No, the psul of the child is not because of the psul of the mother. And I'll prove it to you. A regular Yisrael marries a chalala, the daughter is going to be kasha lakuhuna. So you see that it doesn't follow the mother. If it followed the mother, the daughter should be a chalala. The afalgav she ima psula, even though the mother is possible in that case. So the implication is that we dafka follow the father, and that's why the chen parak shabi. That's why the gemara's kasha was a good kasha. But again, the gemara had answered 
that we're assuming, like Rabbi Desai ben Rabbi Yehuda, that the uh, that the girl is a mikvatara lechalal. In fact, the Gemara Vayter, Vayisrael shenasa chalala, the Yesh Kedushin vein Avreira, the case we just mentioned in Tosos, Yisrael marries a chalala where there's good, there is Kedushin, there's no Isser in the marriage whatsoever. Havlat holechachar zacher, and over there also the child follows the father's side. So why isn't that case mentioned in the Mishnah as something we only mentioned in the Mishnah? Kohen Levi Yisrael marries Kohenus Levi of Yisraelis. What do you mean? There are all these other cases. What about this case of a Yisrael marries a Halala? That's also a case where there's no Yisrael whatsoever so you, and, and you follow the Zachar. So it says, Yeah, that's why the phrase Kalmakum appears in the Resha. That Kalmakum comes to uh, teach me that case as well, even though it's not mentioned explicitly. So But why not mention it explicitly? Instead of uh, relying on, on the phrase Kalmakum to include these unmentioned cases, just mention these unmentioned cases and we'll be good. Because you can't, there's no easy way to mention it. Meaning the Mishnah is trying to uh, put things as succinctly as possible, put things in in in, in shorthand as, as quickly as get through these halachas as quickly as possible. There's no way to mention this halacha about a halala that marries a Yisrael uh, in in brief. What do you want the mission to say? Kohenis Levi of Yisrael is v'chalala. Shenises the Kohen Levi of Yisrael v'chalala. Shenises the Kohen Levi of Yisrael. Is that how you wanted to say it? Meaning the way the Mishnah is organized is we said Kohenis Levi of Yisrael is shenasa the Kohen Levi of Yisrael, and you mix and match anyone in 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 Kohenis Levi of Yisrael who marries anyone of Kohen Levi of Yisrael is in the first category. But you can't just throw halala in and have that work because it's true halala that marries Yisrael. There's no Israel and it's perfectly fine. But what about a halal that marries a kohen? That's no good. That wouldn't fit into category number one. Halal can't marry a kohen. So since it can't be mentioned easily, it would require a separate clause. You would then need to say, and also a halal that marries Yisrael. So the mission doesn't bother mentioning it. So Rashi says, because the, the what's the big deal? So make a separate clause. You, you're limited to a certain amount of words in your life. You're not, allowed to, you're not allowed to say five extra words. So Rashi says, no, but that's the derech of the Mishnahis, that we always are melamid v'derech katsara. We always say things in the shortest, most brief way possible because uh, that's 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 how we teach that we always try to, to try to keep things very brief and you'll uh, you, and 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 uh, we hope that you have the rest from there but uh, once we get too long-winded it becomes difficult to follow so we just leave that case out so since it wasn't easy it didn't easily fit in and we included it in the general category of kalmakom whatever is being whatever we're being uh, whatever we're including through kalmakom this is included in kalmakom so frankly more weiter we have another case. If you have a second generation Mitzri who marries a first generation Mitzri, the child is going to be, uh, who marries a first, uh, first generation male Mitzri, second generation female Mitzris, marries a first generation male Mitzri. Is that Mutter? Absolutely it's Mutter. There's no problem with that whatsoever. And we say benash lishi. The child is going to be a shlishi. So you see that you're following the father's side, right? So this is also this also belongs in category one of the Mishnah. A mutter marriage. There is tefisas kedushin, and we follow the the father's side. So have a tani kal makom duresha lasuye. So that's why kal makom duresha comes to include that case as well. And Ravdimi, who holds that in that case it's going to be a Shani, right? If you hold like Ravdimi, then in that case it's going to be a Shani. Okay, fine. So then Ezuzu comes to be Mimayadid in the Resha, right? Because then it's, uh, it, would be, it would break the rule of the Resha. So Ezuzu would come to be Mimayadid. So either it's included in the Resha through Kalmakom or it's excluded from the Resha in uh, 
Ezuzu. Right? The Allah is that uh, that that a, a mitzri we're not Darshlishi Yavolahem. Right? That uh, the first couple of generations of a mitzri you're not allowed to uh, marry into Klal Yisrael. So that's always the discussion in the Rishonim that why is it that Amunu Malavol is the whole thing the Torah says Look, what was their great crime against humanity their great great crime against us is that they didn't offer us hospitality while we were passing by so for them forget it forever you're not allowed to marry them no there are no amount of generations that are retired it's so Rus is okay right but uh, still all male Amunumov is anyone who's appropriate to go out and greet us and didn't, so we're not allowed to uh, we're not allowed to marry them for any generations. So that was their great crime against us that they didn't greet us with lechem mayim. And what was the Mitzrim's great crime against us? Well, they kept us in slavery for two hundred and ten years. And that will say, okay, so third generation is good enough. That's it's enough to only ask them for a couple of generations. So that's the Sefer Achinuch says that's the zelo fair, right? Why why is that okay that uh, Amunumov gets so much stricter than the uh, than the Mitzri? So uh, I think the classic answer Al Darcha Musar is that the Mitzrim are not related to us, and from people who aren't related to us, you don't expect much. But Amunumov, they're our cousins, so you you would expect uh, they come from Lot. Right? So you'd expect from family, you'd expect a little bit more. That from those who you uh, rely on for your support system, you know, the, the standards are a, little bit, are a little bit higher. Okay, that's uh, the, the Darach HaMusr answer. But the, uh, the Sefer HaChinuch says, no, it's because HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Avram Avinu that that your children are going to be Avadim in a foreign land for 400 years. So Mitzvah were just doing what they were supposed to do. They were just doing the Avdus that they were supposed to. That was, that was the promise to Avram Avinu. So they were just fulfilling their role in history. So it wasn't a crime against humanity. Adarab was a Mitzvah from the Rebbe Shalom. They were fulfilling their role in history. That relates very much, obviously, to the Kasha that the Rishonim mask that Rebbe Shalom also tells Avram Avinu, um, who says that the nation that puts your children into slavery, I'm going to punish Right, so uh, all the Rishonim ask, "What do you mean? They're just doing the Lord's work. They're just uh, the Rebbeinu Shalom said that they're supposed to uh, that, that we're supposed to work in a foreign land. So they're just the ones that are the shluchim of the Rebbeinu Shalom to make us do it." So that's the famous Machlokas Ramban and Rambam about uh, what, how, why that is that that uh, that we get punished. The Rambam says because any given Mitzri within uh, the Mitzri nation could have said, "You know what? I'm not going to participate." The only gzair from the Rebbeinu Shalom was that the nation as a whole would make us slaves. But any Mitzri could have decided to be a tzaddik. It's just that the nation as a whole doesn't have a chira. Rahman says, what are you talking about? What do you mean any given Mitzri could have... And if every given Mitzri would have made such a choice, then they wouldn't have fulfilled the, the, the Lord's desire that we, uh, that we serve as, uh, as slaves. So this is not, you can't say that, that any given Mitzri could have, uh, could have made the choice. Ramban doesn't like that. So Ramban says, no, what's pshat? Why did they get punished? Because they went way overboard. Ramban said we were supposed to be slaves. He didn't say to go nuts on us. He didn't say that they should, uh, they should, they should make us work so hard that, they, that it should be terrible like that, to kill our children and put them in the, use them as the bricks and things like that. That's, that's crazy. That's well beyond what they were supposed to do. So since they went way beyond the letter of the law. That's why that seems to be against Sefer HaChinuch. Sefer HaChinuch seems to say, no, Muslim didn't do anything wrong. They were just doing what the Rebbe Shalom wants. Maybe that they're arguing about what's better for us, getting out early and having to work harder, or uh, getting out on time and, uh, and, and, and having to work uh, for as long as we, we did. Okay, but anyway, that's just the halacha. That a mitzri is, is only us for the first few generations. Give you another case when um, 
when non-Jews marry each other, we follow the male. When they then are Megayer, we follow the Pagum amongst them. So, uh, so what's the point? This is also category number one of the Mishnah because they're uh, they're they're uh, they're allowed to marry they're allowed to marry each other. Um, the there's Yesh Kiddushin Einavera. And yet we see that that in the once they're megayer we follow the pagum. So it says Yeah, okay, that should be excluded from the first case of the Mishnah, from from category one of the Mishnah as well in the Ezuzu, because obviously it seems to fit category one, but the rule doesn't follow what the rule of category one is. Okay, says so back up for a second. Let's take a look at everything we just said on this Amud. If our mission is going like Rabbi Yehuda, then Ger is in fact usher to marry Mamzeres. The Kalmakam of the Resha comes to include a case of Yisrael who marries Chalala and Udarabah Barbachana. And it comes to include Rabbi Barbachana's case of a Mitzri Sheni that marries a Mitzri Rishona, right? That that uh, that uh, Mitzri Rishona, that uh, that the the son is going to be Shlishi, he's going to follow the father. That's included in Kol Makom. Ezuzu, what's Ezuzu coming to be Mamait? Lemutid Rav Dimi Vravin comes to 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 exclude Rav Dimi, who holds that in the case of the Mitzri Sheni who marries a Mitzri Rishona, that the child Taka follows the mother, right? So it comes to exclude Rav Dimi, and it comes to exclude. Uh, Ravin, who we just said that Bumos Halachachar Zach and Iskaru Halachachar Pagam Shemeshneim, fine. And Kalmakom to Seifa, the Kalmakom in Category Two of the Mishnah, Rasuye Gersh Nas Mamzeres. According to Rabbi Yehuda, comes to include a Ger who marries a Mamzeres, right? Because according to Rabbi Yehuda, uh, Ger marrying a Mamzeres belongs in Category Number Two because it's Aser. A Ger is not allowed to marry a Mamzeres. So in a sense, Kalmakom of the Seifa comes to include that case as well. So that works great if you assume that our Mishnah is going like Rabbi Yehuda. But if our mission is in fact going like Rabbi Yossi, who says that a ger is not that a ger, I'm sorry, is allowed to marry a mamzeres, so the kalmakum in the reisha comes to include all the things we said it comes to include. The ezuzu of the reisha comes to exclude all the things we just said it comes to exclude. But what's the Kalmakum the Seifa coming to include? Meaning, according to Rabbi Yossi, Kalmakum the Seifa can't be talking about a Ger marrying a Mamzeres, because that doesn't belong in category two of the, of, of, that doesn't belong in the Seifa in category two of the Mishnah. That belongs in category one of the Mishnah, because according to Rabbi Yossi, it's Mutter for a Ger to marry a Mamzeres. So what does Kalmakum in category two of the Mishnah, what we call the Seifa of the Mishnah, what does it come to include? So says Gemara, look, Taimech, Tarbiyu, the Ezuzu, the Seifa, Lavami. Says Gemara, that's not really a kasha, because if you think about it, even within Rabbi Yehuda's Shita, so granted you have something for the words Kal Makom in the Seifa to include, but you have nothing for Ezuzu in the Seifa to exclude. What's the Ezuzu in the Seifa excluding? Ela Aidid Tanaresh, Ezuzu, Tanaseifa, Ezuzu. What are you going to say according to Rabbi Yehuda? Since the Resha used the term Ezuzu, so the Seifa also used the term Ezuzu. So Hakanam, you can say the same thing for Rabbi Yossi. Since the Reisha used the term Kalmakam, good, so the Seifa also used the term Kalmakam. But in Achinami, it's not coming to include anything in particular in the Seifa. Fine, period. So we're good according to Rabbi Yossi and according to Rabbi Yehuda. Gufa, we had mentioned a Brisa toward the bottom of Amaralith. It says as follows Kiyasu Ravnam Rabbi Yochanan. That with the nations of the world that marry each other, you follow the male, you follow the father's side for the yichus. And if they become gerim, then you follow the pagum side. 
My umos halachachar zacher. What does that mean? By umos, he follows zacher. Rashi says there are actually two questions we're asking over here. Number one, the my hilchsa yesh halachachar zacher. Regarding what what halacha do we say that you follow the male side with the uh, with the nations? Kolzman shalom iskayru if they haven't been megayer. And also uminalan the bas v'zacher zinan. How do we know that that's true? How do we know that you follow the zacher? So again, what's the halachic nafkamina? And how do we know? So says Mark and Tanya, we have the uh, following b'risa. How do I know that if one of the other nations of the world is Boel a Kananis, a female Kananis, a female Kananis, so someone who lived in Eretz Yisrael, one of the Zion Ammin that lived in Eretz Yisrael, but, um, we just use Kanani as an example, right? They were, they, Rashi points out. If you look at Rashi, one of the other nations of the world who weren't from Eretzvel, about who the Torah says, that you're not allowed to leave alive any of them, right? Any of the Zion, I mean, we have to kill, we have to destroy. So what if someone from another nation marries a woman, Kananis. Shabbat Kananis. Rashi says, The Kananis is included in Loschaya. Should the child of this union be included in Loschaya? Vuadin, Lechivis, Liavusis. Rashi says, Yeah, we didn't have to mention Kananis. Could have been Lechivi, Yavusi. Could have been any any female from any of the Zion Nabimim. El Shakulim Nekram, El Shem Kanani. But Kananim, the term Kanani is both one of the seven nations as well as a term that describes all the seven nations that, that lived in Eretz Israel. Because Kanani just means they lived in Eretz Kanan. So we hear we're using it in the broader sense of the term. That Kananis means any, any female who, who was amongst those seven nations. So again, uh, the how do I know a regular guy marries a Kananis for a holy ben and they have a son, that you're allowed to be kona that son for an Evet, meaning that we follow the father's side and you don't have to kill him. You could, you could take that, that child for an Evet. Talmud <coughs> Pasuk says, "Vigami bnei atoshavim hagerim imachem mehem tiknu." Pasuk says, "Hatoshavim hagerim imachem." You're allowed to uh, you're allowed to acquire. And the previous pasuk had said, "Va'avdecha va'maska shiulucha me'esagayim ashasuvasechem." That are not from the Zion Umos. Those are the ones that you're you're allowed to acquire. You're allowed to acquire. So uh, um, so so uh, the the uh, the children of the uh, Toshavim that come to live there but weren't there in the first place, meaning not the Kananim. So you're allowed to you're allowed you're allowed to have as an evet. So that means we're assuming the male comes to marry the female. So the ma- the males from these neighboring nations that come to Canaan and marry someone from Canaan and they have a child, you're allowed to have as an evet. I might think the same is true of an Eved that, that is Boal, a Shivcha from the Umos, and they have a son that you're allowed to acquire. That child is an Eved. Not only those that are born in your land, but not not those that that uh, that that are uh, that live that that had lived in your land. Meaning, um, only those that are that are holidu from the other umos from the benos artzachem that their leda is 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 in your land, but not those that are garim artzachem. Meaning that the people who live in the land already have as children. Those are going to be aser. Fine. We then said, but once the Megayer, we follow the Pagum side. So, regarding what? What's the case? If you say it's all about a mitzvah that marries an Ammonis, then there is no Pagum on the uh, on, on on the mother's side because the uh, it's amoni v'lo amonis right the yisra of uh, marrying an amoni is only a male amoni not an amonis 
So must be talking about an Ammoni that marries a mitzvah. So both sides are pagum. Which one is more pagum? So So the rule is, if it's a male child, so it goes after the father. And if it's a female child, it goes after the mother. Right? A very different kind of halacha. And then we said the next next uh, line in the Mishnah, category number three of the Mishnah. Anyone that there is no Kiddushin, but there's Kiddushin for Acherim, other people can marry her, the child's going to be a mom. So that's what we said is Arayos, right? You marry your sister, you marry your mother, right? So the child is going to be a mamzer. So Minan Emili, how do we know this to be true? Rashi says, how do we know this to be true? means that there's no Kiddushin Tovsin by Chavi Krisos. The fact that the Vlad is a Mamzer, we know. Rashi quotes the Drush from Misachas Yivamas. We're asking, how do we know that there's no Tfisas Kiddushin? As a question, how related are the ideas of, of not having Tfisas Kiddushin and having Mamzerus? Is the definition of Mamzerus when parents don't have Tfisas Kiddushin, meaning Mamzerus only begins, that's the definition of Mamzerus, or are they both a simon to the same level of psal? Meaning it's not it's not definitional, it's that uh, there's Rav Khanan that has something about it. It's not definitional, but it's just that the psal of Mamzerus um, is generally, generally speaking, is when the level of psal is such that there would be no Tfisas Kiddushin with the parents. Anyway, it says in Maravaita, Minanimi, Lidam Rabbi Bar Abba Rabbi Yochanan, Umatmer Mishum Rabbi Yame. Rabbi Akhab read the the Rav Matva Mishum Rabbi Yosei Aglili. So a lot of rabbis said, "Amakra, the Yatsim Beis of a Halcha of a High Sali Ishacher." Pasuk says, "The Yatsim Beis." So she goes and she marries someone else. La Acherim Vlo Leprovim. So who she allowed to marry? Only other people, but not relatives. So there, that's where you see that there's no Kiddushin Tovsin if it's a relative, if it's Chayiv Krisus. Maskar Viyabe Veim La Acher Vlo Leben. Maybe La Acher means La Acher Vlo Leben. How do you know it means not any other relatives? Maybe it just means not to the son of her husband, but other relatives is okay. So. No, Ben No, the fact that she's not allowed to marry the son that we have before in the pasuk. That a man is not allowed to marry his father's wife. So that means that the father's wife is not allowed to marry, obviously, the husband's son. So Acher Lamali, why does it have to say Acher? So the word Acher comes to teach me that there's no Tzvi's Kiddushin by Krovim either, by any other relative either. Maybe Acher is also there to teach me about the son. And one is teaching me the Din L'Charchila, and one is teaching me the Din B'Diyavet. That L'Charchila, you're not allowed to marry the husband's son. And also, another Pasuk tell me, B'Diyavet, if you do marry the husband's son, it's not a Tzvi's Kiddushin, there's no Kiddushin. So says Manal, the Charchila Me'achos Yishanafka. The idea that you're not allowed to marry we would derive from Achos Isha, right? Ma Achos Isha Bekares Lo Tiktash. So if if Achos Isha, where there's a Chiv Kares, and there's no Kiddushin, Chayvim is based no Kol Shkain. So anyone there's Chayvim is based, of course, is not going to be any Kiddushin. So says Mar still Ve'imi Idiv Idiv Achos Isha Halachachila Diavin. Maybe both Pesukim are needed for Achos Isha, and one is to tell me Lachachila not allowed to marry, and the other is to tell me that even B'Diavin it's not good. So Mar says Einochinami. Uh, true, it could be that both Pesukim are talking about a chosisha. Ashkechan a chosisha. Shara arayos minalan. So how do I know that by other arayos there's no tefisas kedushin? Yalfinim me a chosisha. Ma a chosisha miyuchedashi erva v'chevn al zdon mekaris al shuidras achatos. Just like a chosisha is an erva, and if uh, you do b'meizid, you marry b'meizid, you chayv kares, and b'shogi you chayv chatos. V'lo tafsi ba kedushin, and there is no kedushin when you uh, when you try to marry them. So to any time you have any sort of erva where the uh, yechayev b'meizid kares and b'shogi kamechatos, there's not going to be 
a Tfisas uh, Kiddushin. Um, we'll stop here because i got to get to Yeshiva. Mitzvah, we'll continue from Bishlama tomorrow.